Alright, what's going on guys? It's your boy Scrub here back again with another video. Hope you guys are having a great day. I know I am. Today I have a story time that I know you guys are gonna love about one of the most interesting characters I've ever seen or met. Uh, I originally heard the beginning part of this story from my dad and ended up meeting Franklin myself. And all I can say about him is he's truthfully just one of those people that you can't believe really exists, like a real-life cartoon character. Maybe up on par with legendary status as, like, Bigfoot. Either way, I knew you guys would, uh, love the story time, so without further ado, let's get into it. One day when I was younger, I was in the car with my dad, and I was like, hey, what's the weirdest person you've ever met? I didn't say, like, whether it had to be good weird, bad weird. I was just honestly really bored, uh, so I figured I would talk to my dad. You know you have to be bored if you want to start talking to your parents in the car. But sure enough, he thinks for a little bit and starts telling me the story about this dude he knew in school named Franklin. And Franklin was, like, the type of kid who was always in a little bit of trouble when he went to school with my dad. Not in a, you know, he made a flamethrower in the bathroom trouble type of way. He wasn't destructive, but, like, always in trouble because he just wasn't the sharpest tool in the shed and didn't think things through too well. Just, you know, you know when you have an idea and then you start thinking about the logistics of the idea and then you get to the end and you go, I shouldn't do that? It was almost as if he never really had that thought. It never registered for him. When he had a stupid idea, instead of thinking it out and going, hey, that's a dumb idea, I shouldn't do that, he would just have the idea and immediately start executing it, you know? Ah, I should go ahead and throw an enchilada at the lunch lady. He didn't think through, like, the lunch lady didn't do anything. He just threw the enchilada. Very little impulse control. Like, the last part of the equation never clicked. He was out here trying to do a complex algebra equation without PEMDAS. And I think one of the best examples of this is uh, one day in class. My dad is sitting there, and it happened to be the class he has Franklin in. And Franklin was always known as a little bit of a weird kid. But regardless, it's the middle of the government class. And Franklin just starts blurting out random things and interrupting the teacher. And the teacher is confused and asked him to repeat what he said because he had said it so, like, fast that nobody had understood it. It sounded like something about, gonna get a gizzard? And so he slows down and Franklin asks the teacher if he wants to see a lizard. And the teacher is a little bit confused on what he's asking because it's not every day in the classroom. Someone's like, hey, do you want to see a lizard? And on top of it, it's a weird question. You always got to be careful if someone asks if you want to see a lizard out of nowhere. You got to be apprehensive. It could be a velociraptor or something. You don't want to have a, a bad direction. Jurassic Park situation where there's a raptor loose in the school. Anyways, Franklin asked again, this time a little bit slower, like, do you want to see a lizard? And reluctantly, the teacher says yes, because I don't think he really knew what to do in that situation. When somebody just stands up in the middle of the class and starts screaming about, do you want to see a lizard? And like, they're not going to drop it. It's probably easier to just let them do whatever they want to do than argue with them. Obviously, they're not in the most uh, logical state of mind to begin with. So he stands up and goes to the middle of the classroom and opens up his backpack. And as soon as the backpack opens up, they can tell that there's something in it. You know, you can't really tell, but the noise kind of sounds like a, a rattling almost. And he flips open the backpack and dumps it onto the ground. And a whole rattlesnake drops out of this dude's backpack onto the floor. 
I don't know how he had gotten it in the backpack. I don't know how it had stayed calm, but somehow he had kept this rattlesnake in his backpack until this government class and then had just decided to stand up and dump it onto the floor. And immediately, as soon as it hits the ground, it starts rattling because it's like, whoa, this morning I was trying to eat breakfast on a rock and now I'm in a classroom. This is weird. And half the class starts just freaking out. This is the late 70s, uh, early 80s in Vegas. So, you know, half the people had never seen a snake before. They're freaking out. The other half of the kids, like, went out and hunted them on the weekends. So, you know, a lot of the kids weren't that afraid of it. Like, my dad wasn't shaking in his boots. He had seen them before. But some kids are just absolutely losing it, acting like... Medusa herself just dropped out of this backpack. Don't look in its eyes, you'll be frozen. And as the entire class is just freaking out, oh my god, it's a snake. Oh, what if it eats me? Just like losing their minds over the snake on the ground that's still confused and rattling. Franklin is just laughing at this situation, which listen, I'm sure it was funny, but I just don't really know what was possibly going through his head when he was doing this. Like, obviously, if he's laughing, he's enjoying the chaos. The teacher didn't seem to be freaking out too much either. It wasn't like he was Indiana Jones insanely afraid of snakes. But I just don't know what Franklin was thinking. Like, hey, okay, I've got a snake in my backpack. First of all, why you would ever want a snake in your backpack, I'm not sure. That's just one of those animals I don't want to be on my back. I'm really okay. But on top of that, to decide to just dump it out in the middle of the class, like, why? I just, I can't understand what he was thinking. My dad isn't really scared, and he looks at the teacher, who also isn't freaking out, and asks if he has a bucket. And it just so happened that their government teacher was the baseball coach, and so he had like a bucket of baseballs in his classroom. So he dumps the baseballs out of this bucket onto the floor and he gives the bucket to my dad. And my dad goes over to like put the snake in the bucket. And I don't want anyone to think that my dad is some type of snake wrangler. He's not Steve Irwin. He wasn't out here charming the snake. I would love to pretend that he was some snake charmer controlling the snake like while playing the flute or something. My dad is is not an insane nature guy. He wasn't shaking in his boots screaming because of the snake, but he also wasn't hyped about having to put a rattlesnake in the bucket but whatever he gets the snake into the bucket and that's what really matters cool points aside uh, i know uh, it is my dad so i'm gonna be a little bit harder on him next time you got to do a whole snake charming routine either way he gets it in the bucket and the teacher this entire time is still cool as a cucumber he was an older guy so i'm sure compared to like a snake in the classroom the stuff he's seen was uh way worse gotta remember if he's like an old teacher in the 80s he probably grew up during the great depression back in my day we used to hunt rats for food because we didn't have any. He probably started, like, getting mouth-watering looking at the snake. That's mighty fine eating, boys! He tells my dad thanks, though, and then starts yelling at Franklin about how that was such a boneheaded move and somebody could have gotten hurt and da-da-da-da-da, the usual teacher speech that you've probably got to do when someone dumps a snake onto the ground. And not just any snake, but I feel like you've got to yell at them a little bit more when it's a poisonous snake. Like, a garden snake's pretty harmless. If they just release one of those in the class, Sure, it's scary. In theory, it could bite someone, but even if it did, it's more of just an ouchie go to the nurse. Dropping a whole poisonous snake in the middle of the classroom is pretty out there, so he's just getting screamed at. Probably should have gotten in a lot of trouble, but he basically only gets one day of detention the next day. Way back in the day, the school system was different, I guess. I'm pretty sure now you probably would be expelled if you ended up dumping a rat.
rattlesnake onto the ground. Like, probably would be considered a felony, but I guess back then it's just one day of detention. No wonder stories from way back then are so much crazier. Like, now you'd probably think twice before you sneak a snake into school, because you don't want to get expelled, lose your college scholarship, or whatever. Back then, one day of detention, eh, I'm gonna dump a rattlesnake on the ground to get out of this test. Seriously, imagine today if you snuck a rattlesnake in your backpack for a few hours at school, dumped it onto the floor, and then only got a day of detention. You would be flabbergasted. After that, though, he tells Franklin that he and my dad are gonna have to release it after school, which doesn't seem insanely fair, even still, because here's my dad trying to help out by managing to get the rattlesnake in the bucket, and your thanks to him for putting the snake in the bucket is that he has to go help Franklin release the snake. It wasn't his idea to bring it to school. If anything, that's just, like, basically detention for my dad that he has to hang out with Franklin after class. And my dad was kind of pissed off about it, because obviously he had been trying trying to help with Operation Snake, and now he was uh, in charge of the operation that he never wanted to be in charge of in the first place. He didn't really want to go out in the desert with Franklin, but whatever, he was more afraid of pissing off the teacher than he was of Franklin, because it was just one of those teachers where he was fair, but if you pissed him off, it was basically World War III, so it was just a lot easier to go out in the desert, release the snake, obviously he wasn't too afraid of it, and Franklin didn't seem too bothered by it either. It wasn't like Franklin started freaking out, saying that he was was gonna bite my dad, so if Franklin was okay with it, it wasn't going to be that scary. I think overall today, it definitely would have been handled differently, but it is what it is. My dad was gonna have to release the snake with him. And the rest of the day was fine. All of my dad's friends, if anything, were a little bit excited because, as I said, Franklin had become a little bit of a meme-esque Bigfoot dude around the school. Legendary, almost, because nobody really understood what he was doing or why he acted the way he did. It was just a, a mystery, like the Bermuda Triangle angle of their school at the time. So the fact that my dad was going to spend some time hanging out with him and talk to him meant that they were probably going to get some like pretty uh, unique information about it. And so they were pretty excited to hang out with my dad a couple days later because they assumed they would get some funny stories out of it. So after school comes and my dad goes back to his government class and he sees Franklin there. And Franklin is holding the bucket, but he looks a little bit too excited to be holding the bucket with a snake in it. I don't really know if that makes sense. Like, I, I guess it would be cool to hold a bucket with a snake. But he's holding this thing with the enthusiasm of, like, a wall breaker from Clash of Clans. You know how they're holding that uh, bucket of explosives? And they just got the biggest smile, like, wow we I'm about to blow up some walls. And that's the way that he's holding on to this, uh, the bucket with the snake in it. Just envious. Like, this bucket has the greatest job ever because it gets to be... Be the thing holding the snake so he'll take the second best option and be the guy holding the bucket holding the snake instead so whatever they're kind of talking for a little bit about where to drop off the snake and they agree to take it to the desert across from the school it was a pretty big expanse at the time it was actually government-owned land across from the school so just a huge stretch of desert for miles and miles they assumed it'd be better to drop it off there it could go do whatever snakes do and stay out of the classroom if there's one thing we definitely don't want it's snakes becoming aware of the concept of education and being able to get smarter. You think we're uh, already going to have a hard enough time with aliens? Imagine if snakes started getting doctorates. That breakaway civilization would be horrifying. Come to find out, the rattlesnake has gained sentience while it's in the bucket. It listened to the history of government. I think that I can fix your problems. No, we don't want a snake government, alright? We already got enough lizard people in charge. One of these days, I'm gonna make too many jokes about crazy conspiracy theories and the CIA is gonna be like, he knows too much. I don't think lizard people are really in charge of the government, unless they are. 
They start walking out of the school, though, with the snake in the bucket, and Franklin asks my dad why he wasn't afraid of the snake when everybody else was. And so my dad kind of tells Franklin that he's caught snakes before, it's not really something that scares him because he's done it a couple times. And Franklin sighs and said, I didn't think about the fact that no one would be afraid of it and how it was pretty cool, I guess. And didn't really expand anymore. My dad kind of picked up the vibe that he had been hoping to, like, really freak out the class and make everybody lose their minds, which he had kind of succeeded. But the only problem is when people live in a desert, they probably aren't that afraid of desert things. Like, some people will be. But especially at the time, it wasn't crazy uncommon to be able to just go out into the expanse of desert, find a snake, a rattlesnake, a a scorpion, whatever it may be. And it just so happened that my dad was one of the people that would do that. And so they get across from the school into that large patch of desert that was perfect for dumping a snake and they start walking out into the desert and my dad starts to get a little nervous that uh maybe you know in his craziness franklin was gonna disappear him i'm just saying if he's willing to sneak a snake into school he'd probably be willing to hide a body in the desert so he's kind of like watching his back not that he actually had anything to be worried about but at the time he's just kind of working himself up to be a little bit more scared because the vibe off franklin was weird And they kind of start talking back and forth, and then out of nowhere, once they got a little further into the desert, Franklin just starts whispering everything. And my dad is kind of straining to listen to what he's saying, but he really can't hear anything, because he's literally whispering everything he says. Hey guys, it's Franklin. But you gotta remember, they're walking through the desert, so there's like the crunch of sand and rocks, and it's louder than his whisper. So finally, he says something to him, and he's like, hey man, why are you whispering? I can't hear you, what you're saying. And Franklin leans really, really close to my dad, like a little bit too close to my dad, and whispers something along the lines of like, don't you know that they're listening to us? And obviously, my dad doesn't know who they are that's listening to us. But he doesn't really want to fight with him, because who knows if this guy's starting to hear stuff. So, instead of calling him crazy off-rip, he's just like, oh, who is they? Who's listening to us? And he's starting to get more nervous, because you don't want to be in the desert with a dude hearing voices that are telling him that people are spying on him. You know, it wouldn't be Franklin's fault. Like, obviously, no one wants to be in that situation. That being said, being out in the desert with someone starting to hear voices saying they're being spied on doesn't sound like a fun situation either. And so when my dad asks, well, who is they, Franklin starts to angrily rant while whispering, which is just an interesting combination about how apparently the CIA had planted listening devices in the cactuses, except, like I said, angrily whispering. So, you know, the CIA has put whispering devices in the cactuses to make sure that they can hear our every move. And my dad is just kind of standing there absorbing this information, not really knowing how to react, what to say, what to do. As he's going off about how the CIA apparently puts microphones in every cactus to listen to the population. And trust me, I'm somebody that's aware of the fact the CIA's probably got some weird stuff going on. Maybe they have put a microphone in a cactus. It is the CIA. They do CIA things. But why? Why would they put microphones in every cactus? And even if they did put microphones in every cactus, why would they care about two random kids that are coming to release a rattlesnake? The CIA's on red alert, you know? (gasps) Oh my gosh, these two kids have a rattlesnake in a bucket. Technically, we could consider this a chemical weapon. Should we take them out, sir? Obviously, I don't think the CIA has microphones in every cactus. And on top of that, even if they do, okay, I guess they can 
listen to me in the desert if they really want to. Franklin is still going off though about the government and he finally finishes and my dad doesn't know what to say so he just kind of says, okay, I didn't know that. Alright guys, we're about halfway through the video. If uh, you guys could do me a favor and press the like button if you're enjoying it so far, I'd appreciate it and uh, I'll shut up. Enjoy. Keep in mind, this is the days before cell phones and everything, so he's way ahead of his time in terms of talking about the government spying on him. You know when Edward Snowden came out with the story about, like, the American government spying, Franklin was probably hyped. Yes, finally, I knew it! They've always been listening from the cactuses. He probably has a poster of him up on the wall. Oh, Edward, one day you'll be back. Everybody thinks he's a Twilight stan. No, 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 not uh, Edward and Bella. Edward, Snowden. It goes quiet for a little bit. They're both standing there awkwardly and my dad finally suggests that this is the spot where they should release the snake and Franklin says yes and takes the lid off the bucket and dumps the snake onto the ground and they're kind of looking at the snake and it's just kind of standing there not moving or not standing there that would be terrifying a snake just all the way standing up on its tail no thank you you guys get what I'm saying it's just doing what snakes do laying there and then Franklin starts hissing at the snake but in a pattern <laughs> Almost like he's trying to talk to the snake. And my dad asks him, what are you doing? Because obviously it's a bizarre situation to see this dude hissing at a snake that's not moving. But my dad asks why and Franklin looks at him and whispers that he's telling the snake to go away. And at this point, my dad's not even questioning him. He's way ahead of his time. He was doing the Harry Potter talking to snake things before Harry Potter existed. But it's obvious that he's just so in his own world, there's no reason to question him. Especially because he's still out in the desert with him. So after that, they end up going their separate ways. My dad goes home thoroughly confused about what had happened. But not really more afraid of Franklin. If anything, he just kind of respected him more. He was confused about what had happened, but had been kind of reassured that Franklin was a good dude, just was a little bit out there, had some weird ideas. And like I said, the best comparison would be Bigfoot, almost like a legend. You just can't believe the person is real, you can't believe the thing is real, and you gotta respect it even if it is a Bigfoot or a Franklin. Same vibe. After that, him and Franklin were pretty cool, but there were some other people in the school that, for whatever reason, decided that they were gonna mess with Franklin. Uh, it was one day in the lunchroom, my dad had just kind of witnessed this. He wasn't hanging out with Franklin directly, just watched it go down. Franklin had gotten his food and had been going over to sit down. And there was this huge wrestler dude that I guess had decided to mess with Franklin and he would come to regret it, but he had decided, oh, I'm gonna mess with this dude. What's he gonna do about it? He's way smaller than me. And so as Franklin's walking with his food to his lunch table, this huge dude just smacks the tray out of his hand onto the floor and it hits the ground like an artillery shell. And the wrestler guy starts laughing and asks him what he's gonna eat for lunch now which is just really messed up bro that's like the ultimate disrespect imagine you haven't eaten all day dude you finally get your lunch you're going to eat it someone smacks it out of your hand it would feel like someone just crushed your soul and then he says something along the lines of like look at this little frankenstein freak what's he gonna do which i'm gonna give a zero out of ten his name's franklin calling him frankenstein isn't that good of an insult because it's just like really close to his name it's basically his name. Huh, get it? Because Frankenstein's ugly. It's like, wow, bro, that's, that's sick. That's a really fly one. Anyways, he smacks his food out of his hand calls him Frankenstein and is like, what are you going to do about it? And I think the reason the guy was so confident that Franklin wasn't going to do anything about it is because this dude is like twice the size of Franklin. You know when, uh, 
in Super Smash Bros, Kirby can eat someone and then, like, absorb their powers. The dude is the size where it looks like he could possibly do that to a human. Eat them, absorb all their martial arts tactics. Maybe that's why he had become so good at being a bully. He's a very, very large dude. At least two Franklins. And, uh, obviously didn't think that Franklin was gonna do anything back. But after he calls him Frankenstein, Franklin decides to shove him. And he shoves him pretty hard, and the guy's a little bit in shock. Just due to his size, I'm sure he's not used to people standing up to him. But after he gets shoved, he decides he can't really let Franklin do that, so he goes to swing on him. And usually in these situations, I would love to say that he manages to dodge the punch, but Franklin doesn't get so lucky, and this huge dude just smacks the ever-living crap out of him. Like I said, double his size, the punch hits Franklin, and Franklin drops to the ground like a sack of potatoes. And everyone now that's watching this is like, man, Franklin just got knocked out, that sucks. But they were still gonna give him credit because he had stood up to a dude twice his size that was known for beating people up. Obviously, you gotta give credit where credit is due. But everyone just thinks it's over. Franklin got knocked out by the giant guy. And even if he had been knocked out, it's in a situation where you really can't be mad at him. He's basically fighting a brick wall. If you lose to a brick wall, it's because you can't win a fight against a wall. And as Franklin's on the ground, the wrestler guy turns around to start high-fiving his friends. Yo, dude, did you see the way I knocked out that dude that's way smaller than me? Wasn't that sick? But as he's turned around high-fiving his friends, Franklin pops back up like the Undertaker dude off the floor and starts going back over to the guy. And most people at this point would have backed down, and you couldn't really blame him. He had already gotten knocked out to stand up for himself. There really was no need to go for round two. But sure enough, he goes back to the wrestler guy and starts attacking him. And I'm talking an attack straight out of an Animal Planet documentary, narrator and all. Franklin channeled his inner honey badger to strike back with vengeance. The bully does his best to escape, but Franklin uses his claws to dig into him and prevent him from moving. And even though he's a lot smaller, the ferocity and anger with which he's fighting this dude, he is just straight up crushing this guy. But it makes sense. I mean, if Franklin is running around thinking the FBI is always listening, at some point you've got to start preparing for uh, karate or some type of martial art. If the CIA is listening from the cactuses, eventually they're going to kidnap you, so you just got to be ready to fight off a few secret agents. Either way, jokes aside, Franklin just puts the beat down on this dude who's twice his size. And the entire lunchroom is watching this go down. His friends aren't jumping in, probably because they're surprised at how, like, Franklin is fighting this dude. And finally, a group of teachers bursts through and pulls them apart. And they're pulling Franklin off of this guy because Franklin is still just, like, beating on him. And he starts screaming something to the effect of how he should have just let him eat. Which, hey, I mean, fair enough. Listen, obviously violence is never the answer. You should do everything to avoid a fight. But if you're in the lunchroom going to eat, someone smacks the tray, shoves you, and then hits you, yeah, you're allowed to get pissed off and go full honey badger mode on him. I can't really say that I blame Franklin for defending himself. And even then, it's funnier to be being pulled off the dude and being like, you should have just let me eat. I'm sure he's regretting it now. He just got not only beat up, but embarrassed by somebody half his size. If the dude was used to running around bullying the lunchroom, probably gonna see that that's a lot less effective when everyone knows you can be thwarted by a man that could, uh, potentially be the size of an Oompa Loompa in the chocolate factory. And listen, like I said, violence isn't the answer. Sure, he really put the beat down on this guy, but he didn't swing first or start it. 
So Franklin's just trying to eat and do his thing. You start a fight with him. I'm going to put that on you. Either way, the teachers drag everyone involved in the fight outside up to the office as the drill goes. We're going to go have a serious talk in the office about how you guys behaved. If you can't do that in the real world, you shouldn't do it at school. Would you punch your boss in the face? It's like, I mean, listen, man, do you want the answer to can I punch my boss in the face or do I want to punch my boss in the face? Those are two different things. Either way, Franklin and the big dude get taken up to the principal's office to get their lecture about how immature and irresponsible they've been. And usually after a fight, the lunchroom would get a little bit chaotic. Oh, dude, did you see that? The way he went, bam, and then he went, boom, and then there was a punch in the face. Like, usually people would kind of talk about the fight in that way. But after this one, the entire lunchroom just had a silence kind of fall over it like a blanket. No one really knew what to say or what to do. They were basically just shocked. They had just watched the uh, school fight equivalent of like a possum fighting an alligator and somehow winning. Imagine you're just sitting out on the porch, you see a possum come out of nowhere and beat up a 10-foot alligator. You would be flabbergasted. You wouldn't know what to do or say. That's basically what they had just seen happen, but in human form. They both end up getting suspended, but by the time Franklin had gotten back to school from his suspension, his legend status had been elevated even more. It's not that they needed to exaggerate what had happened in the fight, but by the time Franklin comes back, people were saying that Franklin had basically done like a 720 no-scope ninja kick and knocked out the dude in, in a single shot and then had done like a, a cool break dance move on top of him the original Fortnite dance so his status as like a meme legend around the school is basically solidified being compared to bigfoot freshmen would be like oh dude that's the guy that took out the wrestler and Franklin didn't really do a whole lot with it. He didn't care. He just wanted to do his thing. And for the most part, all he did with his newfound popularity and status was just be left alone. Before that, people like the wrestler dude would just kind of mess with him because they thought he was weird. But after he had put the beat down on that guy, they had just kind of decided to leave him alone, which fair enough, I would leave him alone too. After someone goes full honey badger in the lunchroom, there's only so much you can do to mess with them, knowing full damn well that they're about to go honey badger on you. And that was all the stories that my dad told me about Franklin. And as you can tell, I'm a, a little bit of a big fan of it. I think it's an entertaining story, probably a cool dude. But one day I'm at this department store with my dad. I think we were shopping for something for my mom for like Mother's Day or something. It wasn't like I had really wanted to go to the store. One of those situations where you get dragged along. No, it'll just be a quick trip to the store. You're like, oh sweet, this is gonna be at least six and a half hours. Awesome. I, I'm just not feeling it. Outside's 120 degrees. My option is standing in a department store. Not a whole lot of uh, cool things going on. But I look up and I see this guy walk into the store who's just got an interesting outfit on. He's got like a full parka on. Like I said, it's the summertime, so it's 120 degrees outside. And he has a hat, but it's obvious that he has something under his hat that looks a little bit reflective. And so I'm looking, trying to figure out what it is. And I realize that this guy has like a skull cap of aluminum foil on under his hat. Like he had made an aluminum foil hat and then decided, no, I can't wear that out in public. People will think it's weird. And so he had put a regular hat over the top of the aluminum foil to try to camouflage it a bit. You know, make sure that nobody was aware of the fact that he was dodging the CIA mind reading rays. And so I'm kind of like, oh, that's funny. And so I tap my dad on the shoulder and I pointed out being like, haha, look at this guy's wearing a tin foil hat. I had never really seen anyone do that before. And my dad eyes 
eyes get all wide and he goes, no way. Do you know who that is? And I think he's messing with me. I'm like, oh, my dad's going to pretend to know this dude because it's just some crazy conspiracy theorist guy. But whatever. I'm like, no, who is it? And he goes, that's Franklin. And immediately I'm like, oh, I got to meet this guy. Right. So I say Franklin. And sure enough, tinfoil guy looks over. And he kind of stares at my dad for a second, and then he says my dad's name, and my dad says his name, and they walk over to each other, and they shake hands, and he's like, wow, it's been so long. When was the last time we talked? High school? And he said, yeah. And then Franklin said, remember when we had to go take the rattlesnake in the bucket out into the desert? And at this point, I'm literally like gobsmacked, jaw dropped, because I can't believe that this person is real. I had kind of thought my dad had kind of exaggerated the situation, just made it a good story. I wouldn't even be mad at him, because listen, a good story is a good story. It doesn't really matter at the end of the day as long as it's entertaining. But here I am, face to face with Franklin, confirming that the bucket rattlesnake story is A, true, and on top of it he's still wearing a tinfoil hat so clearly still a very very big fan of uh, cactus listening devices out in the desert and they talk for a little bit and he starts mentioning how the government's listening to everything blah 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 which hey at this point I, he was kind of right we got cell phones they don't need to put listening devices in the cactuses anymore they've just got it in your pocket but either way they talked for a little bit and then he said he had to get shopping and went on his way but was what was really surprising to me is the fact that, like, he's still just kind of being a perfectly normal human being who just also thinks the government is listening and wearing an aluminum foil hat. He was really eloquent, you know? He was in a department store shopping. He went about his business. He was very polite. Just had a tinfoil hat on and was rambling about how the government's always listening to everything. Very interesting dude. Uh, If anybody ever gets the chance, you see a guy wearing a tinfoil hat, just ask him, what's with the hat? They'll probably have a very entertaining, crazy reason. Either that or just avoid them. One of those two. I I wouldn't pick a fight with them, though. They're probably crazy. Anyways, guys, I think that's going to do it for the video. Hopefully you enjoyed. This is probably my longest video I've done in a while, so if you would uh, mind pressing the like button, I'd really appreciate it. If we could get this video to 7,000 likes, I'll ask my dad if he has any more stories about Franklin, so be sure to press the like button. And if you enjoyed it and you like the really long videos, then go ahead and comment the word Franklin the turtle down below. Helps the video hit recommended. I would very much appreciate it. And hey, it was like a 30-minute video, so, so give me the comment. And if you're new, be sure to press that subscribe button. I upload videos like this very, very often, so you never want to miss out. And if you like listening, but you you don't have time or you are traveling a lot can't watch the youtube videos i do post these on spotify you can listen offline without gameplay whatever floats your boat a link to that can be found down in the description and last but certainly not least i did make a playlist with some of my favorite story times from so far this year that you guys can check out if you want something to watch while you're playing video games doing homework whatever a link to that's also in the description but uh yeah on that note i think that'll really do it for the video like comment subscribe like i said I'm going to go see if I've got enough aluminum foil to give myself a skullcap to put underneath my hat, therefore circumventing all CIA spying operations. Don't get anyone pregnant. If you do, make sure they're hot, and hopefully I will see you guys all next time with another video. I'm out. Peace.